Welcome back to The Ron Show, segment number three here for Monday, November 28th, 2022. Don't forget, you can catch archived audio anytime you'd like at ronshowatl.com. You can also email the show, ron at ronshowatl.com. Call if you'd like to weigh on whatever we're discussing. Leave a voicemail if you'd like. That's 404-913-2725. Let's see what else I'll tell you. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, ronshowatl. Ron at ronshowatl.com is the email address. All right, so... um, it was over the long weekend that uh, Congressman Lucy McBath wrote, she tweeted this on November 23rd, actually. They say that time heals all wounds, but for parents, losing your child is like losing a part of your heart, a part of your soul. Exactly 10 years ago today, my son Jordan was ripped away from me by senseless gun violence. 10 years ago today, a man who didn't like the volume of my son's music opened fire on my son and his three friends. Though his friends were able to return to their families, my son Jordan died in the hospital that night. Ten years ago today, I began the fight to receive justice for Jordan. And after the trial, I made sure that fight wasn't left behind in the courtroom. I continued sharing my son's story because true justice will be the day no parent ever has to bury their child again. All these years, I thought I was the one teaching my son, but as I look back, it was Jordan who was teaching me this entire time, teaching me how to fight for our communities and protect them from senseless gun violence. I will never stop fighting for Jordan's memory. We lose a lot of children to gun violence, whether it's mass shootings in schools, grocery stores, schools again, churches, shopping malls. Zylon Charles is the 12-year-old who was killed uh, during the Atlantic Station skirmish last weekend in Atlanta. We had another drive-by shooting outside of a gas station in Stone Mountain over the weekend. The Neil Bortzes of the world would tell you that that's, that's a culture problem. It's not a proliferation of guns problem. It's a culture problem. And yet, without the proliferation of guns... These these things don't happen. We have learned so much more since the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs about the alleged killer there, who, by the way, has decided he is non-binary. I'm sure that has nothing to do with trying to fight hate crime charges. Or is he trying to troll us at this point? It's just sick. It's twisted. And to those who want to make that argument, uh, that's an inside job. He's non-binary. Okay, if he's non-binary, he wasn't exactly honoring his own wishes when he was yelling at cops, come and get your boy. Your boy. Boy. That's not a non-binary term. Boy. Yeah, that was just last summer. So if he's non-binary, that's a sudden revelation that he told nobody about. Come and get your boy. Ooh. And how about his dad? Oh my gosh. By now, I'm sure you've seen the video, right? This guy, his dad, was not as concerned about uh, the fact that his kid had shot up a, 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 a gay bar. No, he was more concerned that he was in the gay bar. And if that meant he was potentially gay. Have y'all seen this? Oh my gosh. Shooting involving you know, multiple people. Right. 
and then I thought they were on going to find it's a, a gay bar. Yeah, right. And, uh, and I was like, oh my god, is he gay? As a scare, I was like, oh my god, shit, is he gay? Hmm. And he's not gay, so it's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It's, well, you guys had had conversations about that. Wow. You, you were, oh yeah, so uh, you, you, I was you adamant. Him, yeah, you were adamant that gay is bad. I'm a Mormon. I'm a conservative Republican, and we don't do gay. We don't do, <laughs> yeah. gay. We don't do gay. Yeah. I can't get answers from the attorneys really, but they're saying that some of these you know, it's involving a gay bar or some shit. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the heck you do. You have a gay bar. Um, I don't know what's going on. Well, he's accused of going on a mass shooting at a gay bar and killing five people. Colorado's. Okay, well, well, I said, shit, I'd be accused of doing that. I, I, I'm just glad he's not gay. I don't know, I say that, but I'm glad he's not gay. Hmm. <laughs> Guy's a Mormon, but man, that's salty language, right? I got to go back and edit all those S-bombs out. I dated a Mormon once, and okay, we can we can discuss homosexuality and the Mormon faith a little bit later. But first of all, I know that Mormons don't like to use foul language. I also know that Mormons frown upon pornography, and old dad here was a porn star. Also, a meth addict, and I know that the Mormons are not crazy about substance abuse. In fact, I remember this because my ex-boyfriend Mormon used to give me a hard time about drinking a beer. Or having caffeinated beverage. Not that I was even Mormon. Yeah, Dad's a real winner. And I know we're not supposed to just adjudicate guilt on the alleged shooter at the Club Q, Colorado Springs shooter. But the crazy apple didn't fall far from this tree. Listen to this guy. I praised him for violent behavior really early. I still say that it works. It is in, it's instant, and, it, and you'll get immediate results. And you'll always give what you want you're good at fighting. Had you taught him more tolerance, let me no. be direct. Do you think, uh, you know, it, he would have been more tolerant of gay people? Apparently. I think that my anti-gay, anti-schmatic, uh, like I was conservative, writing him, conservative, extraordinaire, and I've been very vocal about that. It was a, I support Randy Vopel, her, her Instagram, but I love Randy Vopel. A good American, hopefully, will be president someday. Mm. Um, Randy, who? Uh, Randy Vopel. Oh, Randy, Randy. Vopel. Randy. That's a good man right there. That's a that's the best man for the job. Mm -hmm. uh, it was okay to be gay, you know. So he says, "Now it's like it's cool to be gay." It's not. It's, I, I think it's not cool at all. I think it's um. My, my opinion about gays is that it's just not okay. People should stand up against homosexuality. So anyway, yeah. Gosh. His son's non-binary. Has anybody stuck a microphone in front of crazy meth head uh, Mormon dad here to ask, well, how do you feel about your son being non-binary? Do you even know what that means? Porno meth head Mormon man. And I, I know I'm getting off topic here by, by talking again uh, uh, about tolerance towards the LGBTQ. It, 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 this is about the guns. This is about the ease of access of guns. And the, the Neil Borges will say, well, this is an inner city urban dog whistle thing. But it's also a red state versus blue state thing because when you look at the data, the blue states with the stricter gun laws have fewer gun deaths than the red states. But I want to introduce you to this TikTok minister who uh, is, uh, what do they call him, Past Pastor Knothead? Like, we don't really know this guy's name or what church he goes to, but man, does he deliver a preach. It's time to be very clear about something. All of you evangelical and fundamentalist Christian clergy 
who claim to be pastors and shepherds of God's flock, who step into your pulpits and preach hate and bigotry and transphobia and homophobia. You are blasphemers Mm. and you are false prophets. Mm -hmm. If you are proclaiming anything but the acceptance and the love of God's beautiful and beloved LGBTQIA plus children, you are blaspheming against the image of God in which they were created. Mm -hmm. And you will be judged for the blood on your hands because you are enabling the hate that kills God's beautiful children. For all of you evangelical and fundamentalist lay people who fill the pews and the offering plates in those churches, you have blood on your hands because your offerings are financing the hate. Your offerings are paying to stoke the fires that lead to people committing these despicable acts of violence against the innocent. And for all of my fellow mainline Protestant progressive Christian clergy and especially bishops and other judicatory executives who are not speaking out, how dare you? Mm -hmm. If you are not condemning homophobia and transphobia explicitly from your pulpit, then you are enabling it implicitly in the streets. If you are not condemning it, you are complicit in it. Your silence is violence, and the time for neutrality is long over. So suit up and speak up, or sit down and shut up. I said what I said. Whew! Now that's a church I'd go to. Yeah, I mean, we want to talk about what a culture problem is. How about that culture? How about the homophobia culture? How about the white supremacist culture? How about the culture where we're worried about grooming kids because they're hanging out with drag queens who read books to them? How about grooming kids by posing with them uh, at Christmas with, you know, your cadre of guns that you got them at age three and four? Let's talk about gun culture. Let's talk about... You know what? This is a great tweet from Chris Murphy, Senator Chris Murphy. So here are the two charts you need to win any argument over whether gun laws matter. Number one, America with more guns than any other high-income nation is a wild outlier of gun violence. Number two, states with stronger gun laws have much less gun crime. I will share that at Ron Show ATL on Twitter. And it literally bears this out. The states with the stronger gun laws have fewer gun deaths. Period. And we can delineate that between, oh, but is that from crime or is that from suicide? Does it matter? Does it matter? Look at the guy who shot up his coworkers at the Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, just last week. Do you not think a three-day waiting period might have cooled that man's head? I mean, look, we've all been pissed. We have all been see red in our eyeballs, mad, and wanted to snap somebody's neck, right? But we couldn't get to the neck. But if you could have easily gotten to the gun, might you have done it? Yeah. And then you cooled off. You had time to cool off. And maybe some people don't need three days to cool off. But some people do. Some people need three days to cool off. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Common sense laws 
are right there at our fingertips. Pardon the pun. We just need them. We need to have them. And we also need to really start pointing back at this finger-pointing of culture. It's not black culture or liberal culture. It's a culture of gun fetishism and blanket coverage for a Second Amendment that didn't even take into account bullets. You know why? Because bullets didn't exist when the Second Amendment was written. Of course we know AR-15s didn't exist when the Second Amendment was written, but neither were damned bullets, y'all. Never mind magazines full of bullets or guns capable of shooting off magazines full of bullets in a matter of minutes or seconds. The bullets themselves didn't exist when the Second Amendment was written. But yeah, you'll see those cute pictures of, uh, you know, the kids with their first gun. And look, I grew up in a hunting household. All right. I went to NRA gun safety classes when I was a kid. The NRA of then is different than the NRA now. It's a political action arm for the gun manufacturers and gun fetishists. I believe in gun safety. I was going to those classes when I think I was like 12, 13 years old because my dad and I wanted to go hunting together. I get that. But my dad has never been one that talked about an AR-15, wanting, needing, or even hoping to hold one to shoot it at a gun range. Because why? There's no societal purpose to it whatsoever. None. But because we have this twisted interpretation of the Second Amendment these last 20, 30 years, we're seeing whole schools mowed down by crazies who had no right to ever access a gun in the first place. More on show after this on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. Incidentally, for those who don't know, my full-time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right into the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at ronontheal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, oh, that means the market's going to go south. Mm, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, 18 years, that's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called Yeah by Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris? Yeah. <laughs> Not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for two and a half million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. It really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. 
hit me up. Ron at rononthereal.com, 843-283-0078. Georgia MLS 396-720.